0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton. I'm your host, Jeremy Greer. This week's guest is Twiggy1197. Twiggy is a woman that I met on Twitter. When I put the call out, to find out if there were some... uh woman or lgbtq or otherwise kind of minority voices that play dark souls she was one of the answered Uh, and uh, i'm so excited to have her on because she's a delightful guest we talk about dark souls we talk about why dark souls is a can be scary but it's not actually a horror game and we talk about just about everything in between so uh enjoy this one everybody it's a good one
1: about a year or so after dark souls one had come out um yeah i i bought dark souls one while i was on it like huge silent hill kick and i played through all the good ones like two three and four like multiple times and i just could not get enough (laughs) so then i i got a i got homecoming i just hated it and i got Downpour, and i really enjoyed it but it just it it wasn't enough like i needed more abject horror in my life so i looked up on Google just, like, you know, games like Silent Hill. And it brought me to, like, a list of, like, the darkest games of, like, recent times. Of course, Dark Souls was on it. And I'm reading this little paragraph that says, oh, prepare to die. It's, like, the most difficult game and whatever. I'm like, well, wow, that's <laughs> obnoxious. Not interested. Click. And then, I don't know, sometime later I went to GameStop or something, like, unrelated, like a charging cord. And I saw Dark Souls there. And I'm like... I remember that name, but I didn't remember anything what it said about it. So I like looking at the box, and it had like this nice, you know, um, pretty cover art and everything. And I'm looking in the back, and I'm like, oh, "This looks pretty interesting." And uh, the GameStop manager comes up, and he's like, "Oh, Dark Souls! <laughs> you better get a second pair of pants. That's a scary game." And like, I just threw my money at him, like, mm-hmm. "Just take it. This is mine now." <laughs>
0: That's so weird because I would not ever really like Dark Souls is is challenging and it can be kind of creepy, but like I wouldn't like say like oh you're gonna shit your pants or anything like that oh, like yeah. that's ridiculous. It, it, de-
1: it definitely wasn't, um, especially not. Have you ever played the Silent Hill games?
0: Um, I've um I haven't played through them myself. I've I've watched playthroughs and I'm kind of culturally aware of them.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely not on par with Silent Hill in terms of scariness. <laughs> no, not like, at all. Not at all. Just like. <laughs> Minor digression. When I played first Silent Hill 2 for the first time, I was, like, 14 or so. Um, And I'm, like, a huge horror movie buff. Like, I haven't been afraid of horror movies since I was, like, 10. Um, But I was playing through Silent Hill 2, and I'm going down this hallway, and this, you know, pyramid head shows up behind me. And it's, like, my heart was just, like, pounding itself out of my chest. Like, just... I'm done. I'm done with this. I can't take the stress anymore. So no, Dark Souls is not even close to Silent Hill 2, but it was still like a ton of fun. I mean, I'm I'm here talking about yeah,
0: it. Yeah, it's just, and it, it's, I've played through all the
1: games multiple times.
0: It's just so weird to hear like it described as a uh, like it's definitely a horror game. Like I can see that, but like to serious to hear like somebody say like oh uh it's it's so terrifying or whatever like is is really weird to me. I guess.
1: Yeah it was still. It, it got me to buy it though if he didn't say sure. anything i probably would have put it back <laughs> um but yeah it's a, it's dark fantasy so it has horror elements but yes yeah, a lot more um fantasy on the fantasy side
0: what was that uh first experience like because i know, from what i know of silent <laughs> hill like it plays a lot differently <laughs> than uh dark souls so like oh you... yeah the fir-
1: the first experience um, i hated it <laughs> i could not get through the tutorial and I think I chose like the hunter class. I think, and it has a bow. So when I ran through, I ran through the door away from the asylum demon. I went up the stairs, and I got on a ledge where you're supposed to do the drop, the R one. Mm-hmm. Where I thought it'd be clever, and use the bow. And I'm like, just gonna sit here and pelt arrows at him, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that didn't. I and mean, obviously, work. You, you know what happened. <laughs> I just died. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, shit. So yeah, um, and then. I think Grand Theft Auto Five came out, not I kinda just set it down and I'm like, I I don't understand this game. <laughs> so I set it down and um, I played Grand Theft Auto Five for a while. And then um I saw the Dark Souls Two trailer and I'm like, Wow, that looks amazing and the guy's like fighting this dragon and I love the song from it from uh Jamie and Commons is like I really got into Jamie and Commons because of that vi- that uh trailer mm-hmm. and um I'm like, I need to get this game. Even though I couldn't get through the tutorial, the first game, because logic sometimes escapes me. I went out and bought the second game for sixty bucks.
0: <laughs> of course. Yeah, that's the way that and, works. And
1: <laughs> yeah. It was still very, very difficult. I went I played Dark Souls 2 without having played Dark Souls One. Um except for the tutorial. And um I started with Dark Souls two. I think it was because they didn't have that tutorial boss in Dark Souls 2. It took me a while to really get, you know, get the mechanics down. Um, partly because I, I missed the forest of the giants. Like I didn't see that path and I kept going to Hades tower.
0: Oh no. <laughs>
1: yeah. And I like fought these knights. and like, okay, I can get, I know it's supposed to be a hard game, but jeez! So I'm fighting these knights, and like, I would, by the time I got to the boss, so my weapon would be broken. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, eventually then I just went online and asked for help and it says, oh yeah, you need to go to the forest. Valley. I'm like, oh. And then I started finally getting better at the game. Finally. And that's when, and it, that's when it clicked for you. Yeah, it started to click. It started to make sense. It was still very difficult, um, but I got through about, I think I got about to Iron Keep on my playthrough of Dark Souls 2 before I'm like, wait, there's a story to this, I still have no idea what's going on. So I'm like, maybe I should go back to Dark Souls 1 and, you know, play that. So I know what's going on. And, uh, <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I put Dark Souls two down. Went back to Dark Souls one, and I just I loved it. Like I finally beat the uh, the Asylum Demon. Got through Undead Burke, and it was so hard, and I was so frustrated. But I'm like, God, I need to, I need to finally beat this game. It's it was like it was gripping, but infuriating. Um, and then I, when I finally beat the Taurus team and I just felt amazing and I got killed by the Drake
0: <laughs> <laughs> instantly, of course. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a, such a, that's such a great fuck you to the player of like, I've, I've Hell conquered yeah, this, is. this, this huge thing. And I've, you know, y- you either do find so and you're like, Oh, this, this dude is weirdly nice and kind yeah. of into me. And then you just walk around and like, Oh, there's a big dragon. And now you're dead. And <laughs> now you have to go yep. all the way back.
1: Oh, yeah, that was fun. And, like, it took me a while to, like, figure out the dragon. I'm, like, I I murdered the Black Knight. I cheesed him to death, thinking, if I get that shield, then maybe I can survive the fire. And he didn't drop the shield. And I'm, like, I, uh, you know what? I'm just going to run for it. <laughs> and then it finally worked.
0: <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah.
1: What so was that then, uh, yeah. What
0: was that first build like? Like, were you just doing sword and board kind of style? Or were you trying to branch out or What did anything? I
1: do for the first build? I think I did the Thief build. I I remember eventually I got like the Uchi Katana because I, I murdered the merchant. Because I'm like, I really need a good weapon. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm sorry about this. And I just killed him. <laughs> and then I finally got the Uchi Katana.
0: Did, uh, um, but yeah. <laughs> did somebody tell you that? Or did you just like, oh, that dude ki- has a sword right here. Yeah. I'm going to kill
1: him. Yeah, I was, I was looking up help. I wouldn't look up help unless I got stuck. Which in the first game was like every level. <laughs> 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 but yeah. And then I, I was also like I was too embarrassed with how bad I was to summon for help, so I did it all solo, mm-hmm. which took a lot longer, but I'm I'm happy that I did because I think I would have regretted having really gotten a lot of summon help my first playthrough. Like I really like experiencing that on my own.
0: Yeah, like going through the game the first time all by yourself. I know a lot of people that right. kind of treat it like, a, okay, this is going to be like my playthrough, and then I'll do other playthroughs that are going to be fun, quote unquote, playthroughs where I bring other people. Yeah, in then the I co-op. Them. I
1: usually, even then, I don't really co-op with people in my own game, but I'll co-op for other people's games because I enjoy co-op, but it's a very different experience than like just playing through the game.
0: It feels like you're beating up on these poor bosses, like right? It it really
1: does. Like it's except for Madeir. Well, <laughs> Madeir just whoops ass.
0: We're not a, we're not allowed to talk about Madeir on this podcast.
1: Oh my god! Because like the only video I have is a Madeir soul level one fight.
0: Wow, that's impressive, man. I I couldn't. I, I like I I went down to fight Madeir the first time, and I I right. hit it in the face, and it like took off a. Uh, just like a hair's breadth of, of HP off of his bar, and I was like, Nope, I'm good. Never gonna do this again. So I'm 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 out. I was
1: <laughs> have you not beaten M I
0: never have. No, I never went back. No? I, by that point I was kind of um I was a little bit done with Dark Souls three. Like I think I had to just burn yeah. myself out on it. And uh, I just I just I've never gone back. I'm looking forward to I think when the remaster comes out, I think I'm gonna play the remaster, then I'm gonna go into doing the playthrough of two and then playthrough of three again. Um just right. to just kind of re you know, re-familiarize, familiarize myself with them. So. Right. Soul level one yeah, um, is rough there. What was that like?
1: It was fun. I was, it was a lot of fun. I, and I say this as a person who was stuck on my deer for three days. The first time I fought him because I was stupid. And I went into the, um into the DLC on NG plus two. I had a guts cosplay, you know, guts from the berserk manga. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I had a guts cosplay just for fun. And um, I had a lot of fun with that. It was my first like super big ultra weapon build. Mm-hmm. And then I was all the way in NG plus two when the DLC came out with that character. And I'm like, Oh, I really should, you know, make a new character and take it in a normal NG. And I'm like, but no, I'm gonna take guts into it. he'll he'll be fine, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I just got wrecked. <laughs> yeah, that's not <laughs> especially with Madeir. Madeir, like all of his v- boss fights and especially in the Ring City, like they're all really, really difficult in New Game Plus and up. I can't I can't imagine doing that Ed, you know
1: Actually uh the demons the demon prince mm-hmm. first time I fought them was super easy. Really? And I think it was because I had a big ultra weapon and I just Beat them with it. <laughs> They're just gonna take it. There's but something then, yeah. so
0: satisfying about just having a giant weapon and smacking bosses. Oh around yeah, with
1: it. it's awesome. I love it. Like now, every build needs to have a super, ultra, great weapon. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Mendeer. Yeah, he took me like three days on my NG plus. To my first playthrough with him, and it just was infuriating. And I was so happy when I killed him, and I I said the c word, called him the c word. <laughs> and <laughs> but yeah, and then soul level one, like I don't know if there just wasn't that pressure to really beat him because it was I knew it was going to be super hard. But then I I don't know I just I like I got it. It's with all those soul level one builds, like you really have to understand the bosses. And it really teaches you the moveset of the bosses. And I think that it was different
0: yeah i have a a friend that's that's been on the podcast that described it as like um almost like a dance like you get into a rhythm game kind of kind of mindset where you know they're going to do this and then you're going to respond this way and they're going to do another thing and you know after that they're going to do another thing and it becomes it becomes it becomes a different game at that point like if you have if you can rely on armor and health to kind of you know not cheese your way through but um to kind of
1: yeah just yeah brute force your way through the boss exactly yeah and yeah, I do that I don't know, you can do a soul level one with some bosses too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what was the inspiration for doing a soul level one run? Like did you like at that point were had you done um, those in previous games before you started? In yeah, Dark Souls I did or?
1: one in I did one in Dark Souls One with actually like a a guy I was co oping with like convinced me to do it. He says with he said with co op it was too easy, which it was. Um, so he wanted to do a low level run so that he could still get the challenge but also play with someone else i'm like all right well if you're gonna do a low cell, so i'm gonna do so level one just i mean i might as well because then i get bragging rights right
0: Sure. yeah
1: <laughs> um so yeah i played it i played like mine on my own because i wanted to beat the bosses by myself and then i would co-op with him through it
0: okay cool um
1: yeah and then i, I I didn't get through the DLC. I, I couldn't beat Artorias at Soul Level 1, but I know I want to beat Manus, because I've only beaten Manus once, and even when I recently re- replayed it for this podcast, I still couldn't beat that asshole. <laughs> just like, I'm <laughs> done with you! Done!
0: I'm actually stuck... Uh, I was doing a Soul Level 1 run for a friend of mine who was doing a bunch of, like, uh, one-bro vids, and he wanted to do PvP. So I was like, oh, yeah, I can... Right. I'll just jump in, and I've got, like, a PS3 save file that's, like, all it's one of those save mules that has like all of everything, like 99,000 of of whatever. So I was like, this will be just real easy. And, um, we were thinking about trying to get other people in. So we wanted to get into the DLC so we could do that PVP arena. And, uh, I am just totally completely stuck on Artorias in the worst way possible. (laughs) Like I just can't. Oh yeah. Artorias
1: is tough at soul level. Especially because you don't have enough. Like my problem was every time he would like use the abyss to buff himself or whatever, um, that's when he would kill me because I didn't have enough stamina or energy or whatever to, you know, interrupt that.
0: Yeah. You just, you, there's then, very yeah, little you can he, do. You just don't do enough damage that quickly to. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think like you can, if you shoot him in the, in the face with a crossbow or something, you can interrupt him, which I didn't know that when I did the soul level one run. So I don't know if. You want to try that, but
0: <laughs> I, I'm imagining myself trying to like fumble the menus to get to a crossbow <laughs> yeah, and then back out.
1: That. <laughs> and, <yeah. laughs> that's what I was doing <laughs> in, the, in the nameless king. So level one fight is I would use the um, dragon slayer's axe to do the um, king of storm because mm-hmm. I'd take him down in like five hits and like s- super easy. But then I'd switch because the it wouldn't. It didn't do very much damage against Nameless King, so yeah, I'd swap out weapons like between the boss fight. <laughs>
0: that can be—that's that, that, one of those things it can where, be like, dangerous. You, it can be super dangerous, and like you read yeah, it's a strategy a skill in itself. And, uh, in
1: PvP, I would do that too. I tried swap out stuff in the middle of a fight. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, like trying to do the um all of like the parry switches and stuff that people used to do and like all of those from Dark Souls right. 1 PvP videos like just it's 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 hard enough to land the parry to begin with. Like much less swapping out stuff to Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> especially in PvP because you have to worry about lag and connection oh, yeah, issues. Yeah.
0: Did you do a lot of PvP?
1: Oh yeah, ton of it. Not I didn't really get into it about until Dark Souls 3. I tried in Bloodborne a lot. I just could not get into the PvP in Bloodborne. It just felt too spammy.
0: I can see that it's a lot of people healing all the time, and it takes forever to get through. It seems like. Yeah, what was it about the Dark Souls three PVP that got you? Like, were you doing? um, Were you invading, or were you getting summoned to fight invaders? Or,
1: Um, I did a lot of invading, just a lot of everything. Like, I tried doing the Blue Covenant, but it it didn't work as much. So, um, it was yeah, a lot of invading. Um, I did a lot of dueling too. And, like, I tried getting in Dark Souls 1, but since I came into it a year after, like, the game had already come out, and I didn't really, I was, like, terrified of PvP at first, so I just kind of stayed away from it until I really started getting into the game. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, by that time, it had slowed down quite a bit. But, yeah, I still did a bit of PvP in Dark Souls 1.
0: It's uh, it's fun. Like, that's that was my hook into these games for the most part. But yeah, like, it's I, tons of fun. I just, I got way into invading with the you know, shittiest sorcery build that I could possibly put together and Oh
1: yeah. I have a Peggy Hill build.
0: A Peggy Hill build? Tell me more about the Peggy Hill. Peggy Hill is she is
1: she is a best substitute sorcerer in Lothric. She just whoops all kinds of ass. I actually I invaded someone as Peggy Hill into the the forest and their name was Merlin, so it was Merlin versus Peggy Hill. (laughs) i was gonna say that peggy hill was victorious
0: that is hilarious (laughs) i hope you spent the time on the character creator too to to like make her look like peggy hill
1: (laughs) oh yeah i did if only i could get the glasses from blood it would be perfect
0: you're gonna to have to send me a screenshot of this i want to see it if i can't i'll put it Definitely. in the show notes. I,
1: I think i think i still have the video the pvp video I'll put oh it nice up on my youtube
0: yeah 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 throw it up on your youtube and i'll, I'll make sure to link it because that's that sounds hysterical you oh, yeah, uh you mentioned going back from dark souls 2 back to dark souls 1 because uh yes. you wanted to understand the story which obviously like i
1: didn't it didn't help it didn't
0: all. help but uh like <laughs> how long did it take you to realize that those two games are like just barely connected to one another
1: Um, when I went back to Dark Souls 2, because I actually, I guess, so I got so into Dark Souls 1 that I, as soon as the game ended, I went and replayed it, and I replayed it a couple times, and then I co-opped with my friend on it, and then, and then I finally went back to Dark Souls 2, because I was just so into Dark Souls 1, and then, um yeah, about I, I kind of wasn't paying attention to Dark Souls 2. I'm a Dark Souls 2 hater. I'm just going to come out and say it. Uh-oh.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have pissed off the small but but angry and loud pe- contingent that listen to this fine. podcast of that love Dark they, Souls 2. They
1: know. I've gotten so many arguments on facts with people about Dark Souls 2.
0: <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's fine.
1: <laughs> I like arguing, so it's cool. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, when I got back into Dark Souls Two, I got about to drain, like Castle, and I was just done with that game. And I beat it, but like just barely. I kind of had to like force my way through the rest of it. And then I even went back and I tried to watch people's lore videos so I could understand the story. And yeah, I just couldn't do that either. What so, was the yeah.
0: difference? Do you think like just that core mechanical kind of the feel of the game? Like, because there were some pretty you know strong it's- differences in that.
1: For me, I'll start with Dark Souls 1 because I there are things I love about... And I think this is the difference between like people who like Dark Souls 2 and people who don't. It seems to be the difference between what people prioritize about the games. Like what they like most about the games determines whether they like Dark Souls 2 or which ones they like. Um, at least what, what the pressure I've got from arguments I've had with people. But in Dark Souls 1, what I really, really love about the games... Is the the atmosphere, and I think that's one of the things that they that they that they're really really good at. Especially even in Demon Souls, they were excellent at it. Dark Souls One is amazing, and it's this atmosphere, which I think is really really engrossing. It's, that's the thing that really pulled me into these games. Even like the first playthrough, I didn't really know what was going on with the story. Like I knew enough. To kind of know what was going on by the end, like I knew front was kind of misleading me and everything, but I didn't really look much into the story. But the atmosphere itself, like the way it kind of evoked the emotions just through the setting, and like the really careful attention to detail with like care with like enemy placement and item placement that kind of told a story in of, of itself. It felt like I was coming into this world, like I was. I was like a visitor in this strange world and I was able to explore it. And that was so cool. And yeah, I think that's the thing that really keeps me coming back to like Dark Souls one and Dark Souls three.
0: It's one of those things where it's, it's rare for a video game not to play into that kind of uh, hero complex, right? Like in Dark Souls, you're, you're definitely right, not the yes. hero of that story and like heart, the game hardly cares about you at all. And when they do tell you that you're, that you're the hero, it's actively lying to you, which is which for me kind oh, of a, yeah. a unique experience.
1: I don't think I don't think it was unique because I've seen that in older video games. Mm-hmm. I do think it was done very well, though. Yeah, I really liked the D because because it explicitly says you are the chosen one from the get go, and there you have this journey, and then you yeah, then you learn that you're just being manipulated and you're a pawn. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, it's really amazing, and um, yeah, especially what you said about the feeling that you're not the center of this world. Um the YouTube channel Writing on Games has a really good video about Dark Souls 1 and Dark Souls 2, like, the difference. It's called um, Indifference versus Sadism, I think, like, Dark Souls 1 and Dark Souls 2. But I think that really captures my feelings about the difference between Dark Souls 1 and Dark Souls 2. And that, yeah, Dark Souls 1, you said, has, like, this indifference toward you, and it feels like you're intruding upon this world. um, And then, Dark Souls 2 just doesn't have that feeling. Uh, there's some areas which are really good, but there weren't enough for me. There's too many areas that seem very lacking. They're very lacking in detail. They're incoherent. Like as a lot of people said like the, you know, the tower that goes from Earth and Peak to the lava pit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, they just don't connect in any sensible way and it just pulls me out of the story. Because I looked at this, and I'm like, "Does not make any sense?" <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it just there are too many levels that feel like a video game, and it's just constantly reminding me, like, this is just a this random enemy is just here to you know kill you.
0: Yeah. that's
1: what I felt like.
0: No logical placement too- or uh, like reason for things to be places. I think is the was one of the big complaints that I had about it. Like, right, Dark Souls One. You, when you're going down to Blight Town, like you start looking at those kind of ramshackle areas and you're like oh yeah like people were obviously like trying to build this up because they don't want to go to the swamp below like that makes sense like it makes sense for these enemies to be here uh dark souls 2 is kind of missing that
1: right and dark souls 1 as you're going down even like the little item descriptions you don't even have to read them to get this but the item descriptions explicitly say like the the assholes and the depths even, even like the you know the guys in the depths are smart enough not to go into Blight Town because it's so terrible. But you can see this the change of the flora and the fauna as you descend into Blight Town. Like you have like the rats in the depths, and as you keep going down, it, it changes, and it, in a very smart, intelligent way. Like you have these new enemies that are different, and they make sense for the world, and it's amazing. Or even like in um. In Demon Souls, you have like the uh, the stone, the stone uh, miners mm-hmm. and Stonefang, and they're they're actually like sitting there working, they're like doing something, and they're not like enemies, they're just workers who are you know getting hot, or most of them aren't even hostile. And it's like these little details like that make it feel more like a real world that you're being pulled into. And yeah, Dark Souls Two is missing that. For me, it was Dragonlane Castle. That's what really killed it for me.
0: Just finding um, it kind of dead and empty? Or, like, what was the.
1: It just didn't make any sense. Like, the whole castle. Like, I try to look at this. Because, like, with Dark Souls 1, Dark Souls. Dark Souls 3 is not as great because it's kind of, you know, the whole space time is screwy wooey nonsense. Um, but at least it had, like, I could go into these worlds and look, like, all these ruins and see, oh yes, this was this used to be a church, oh yes, this used to be a castle. I could see like different rooms and everything where people used to live, and now you know the apocalypse happened. Um, but in Dark Souls Two, with like Dreamlight Castle, I'm like running through this castle, and it's like. How did any how did any of this work as a castle? <laughs> Where is this there's this room here with these little masks that shoot poison at you? Like what purpose does this room have?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like who <would> designed this? <laughs> Again, there's this like poison pit and like you have to open the door the only way you can open the main door is by murdering people. Probably not ri- not
0: very um, convenient when you have like guest of state over when you're like, okay, I got to go murder oh, yeah. a, an employee to open the door so yeah. that the guest of state can arrive.
1: <laughs> and who in the right mind would work there? It's like, were there no unions in Lake?
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's 100% Nishandra was not allowing unions in Drink Lake. I can guarantee that. Like just knowing a little oh, bit about just, what, uh, we, what we right. do about her. Yeah.
1: But still you could choose not to work there. There are other places. True.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, like how did you we were talking about like the story of Dark Souls 1 and the item descriptions like when did you start um kind of understanding that those were there and like that they were trying to tell you a story that the main game wasn't telling you like was I think that I, Go ahead.
1: Um I always understood like I would read their item descriptions the problem was like I'm not very I'm not a very patient person. <laughs> so I was so like gripped into the game that I would like I would get these items and I'm like, oh I'll go back and read this and I just didn't. Um but yeah. Uh I didn't really start getting into the story until about Bloodborne. Like I didn't really start piecing it together. When well, I played Bloodborne and I was um I was never huge in a Lovecraft, but I knew. But I've read Lovecraft stories, and then yeah, when I saw this Lovecraft stuff, it like clicked. Like, oh my god, this is Lovecraft! <laughs> and then, especially in the the Old Hunters DLC, I'm like, this is Shadow Over Insmith. I'm like, this is amazing. I'm actually playing the Lovecraft story. Um, and then I found JSS JSF's video about sh- the connection between Lovecraft and Shadow Over Insmith and the Fishing Hamlet. The problem was it was, like, most of the lore videos had already come out, so I kind of, like, missed that, kind of missed the opportunity to really contribute to the conversation. Gotcha. So then um, when Dark Souls 3 was announced, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back to Dark Souls 1, and I'm going to really try to understand the story so that I'm prepared for when Dark Souls 3 comes out, because I know there's going to be all these all this lore stuff. Like, I, I got into Aegon of Sora's bloodborne videos but again it was like he already finished it so i kind of like missed the missed the chance to actually contribute in the conversation Mm -hmm. so i went back to dark souls one and I, i heard this advice somewhere to like type out all the item descriptions and put them in an organized fashion so you can understand the story i actually did that and don't do that. It's a terrible idea.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, that seems like a lot of work. <laughs> it was
1: a lot of work. It doesn't seem like a lot of work at the time, because like, oh, there's there's not a lot of story. There's there's a lot of story. It's not a minimalist story at all. There's like, I got about, and I omitted a lot. I omitted a lot of, inf- like, repetitive information, or information that was just like, kind of tidbits, you know, not super interesting, but I put all the, I di- I got, a lot of the character dialogue, a lot of the um, item descriptions, put them in a sensible order, and it ended up being like 30,000 words.
0: Jeez. Yeah, there's a, there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of items with a lot of item descriptions. Like yeah, just the, there is. The labor of typing all of that out had to be pretty extensive. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it, it was. But I got about like halfway, I'm like, wow, this is a lot more work than I expected it to be. But I'm like, I'm already halfway done. I got to finish it now, right? But yeah, I got that done, and uh, it actually really helped. Like, I started piecing. I feel like I under I understood um, Dark Souls one a lot more. Mm-hmm. I should have gone back and did it for three because I really liked looking at the way the item descriptions have changed between the two games.
0: Like comparing the, um, like yeah. the the red orb from Dark Souls one to the red orb in Dark Souls three.
1: Yeah, and all the artorious stuff is mm-hmm. a little inconsistent with the artorious stuff because they kind of. They give you the impression that um, Artorias, like, his name was forgotten, and they refer to him as the Wolf Knight, but on the Wolf Ring, they actually say Artorias, like, his name is Artorias.
0: Some people remembered. (laughs) Wolf Ring people remembered, not everybody else, though. What do you, um... Do you have like a favorite kind of storyline or NPC? Like, throughout Artorias, any of the definitely. Artorias? I That's, love Artorias. Yeah. <laughs> what about I him mean, specifically? What about that story specifically?
1: The fact that he's a Guts XP and I love Guts from Berserk because he's just <laughs> the manliest man and I would have all of his babies. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I have got to get around to, uh, like, I haven't experienced much Berserk at all. Like, I tried watching like the it's- modern. Uh, Movies, I think, with that CG, and they were all kind right, of The Egg
1: of the King, they're all on Netflix.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to get oh, back yeah, to. The, them. Yeah,
1: the CG is terrible. It yeah, it took me a while to get over that. I still kind of have it, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's so Shonen. <laughs> if if you're into Shonen, you'll love it. It's but yeah. I had to stop watching it because I hate Griffith so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
0: it's so weird because I have I have so many friends that are like really into it, so I know like enough about Berserk to know like Griffith sucks and I, and Guts is a badass, but like I don't I have not actually watched or read any of the any of this stuff. So it's it's kind of yeah. like where you know something about a story that is just from over there, like you haven't actually done it yourself. It's kind of funny. Oh
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Talk to me oh, about yeah. uh, Bloodborne a little bit, uh, since we're kind oh, of ba- bouncing all over the place. Like the again, like there's a pretty significant mechanic change from one to two, and then from two to Bloodborne, we're like all of a sudden you don't have a shield, and they expect you to play more aggressively. Did that fit into your playstyle, or did you oh, ha- take a while to I'm, adjust
1: that? No, I'm a very gr Except for you know the press triangle to heal, <laughs> just. I healed all the time, wasted so many blood vials trying to switch my weapon. <laughs> <laughs> but to yeah, two-hand. other than that, yeah, I'm a very aggressive player, so Bloodborne worked perfectly for me. And I, for the most part I thought it was it was a lot easier for me. I still think it's a very difficult game, but it was a lot easier. Um but yeah, I love Bloodborne. It's that I would say it's probably my second favorite, just because Dark Souls One is amazing.
0: Yeah, it's hard it's hard for me to rate these cuz I go through so many changes on them. Um but like Bloodborne is the game that I think also because it's so convenient cuz I I have a PS4 and it's always on my PS4. Like that's the one that I go to yeah. go back to the most. Um
1: Yeah. Like just, I was actually I I've gone to Bloodborne probably the least. Mhm. Besides Dark Souls 2. I've only actually beaten Dark Souls 2 once. But um yeah, Bloodborne um I think I've only played through it three times just to get the platinum. And I will definitely play through it again because I do really, really, really enjoy the story. I think I enjoy the story probably the most in Bloodborne. But I don't. It just doesn't have as much replayability as Dark Souls One, and Dark Souls Three. Probably just because of the PvP.
0: Gotcha. So because of that online component, that's in there for you. It doesn't make it subsequent playthroughs as interesting to do.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, blood, 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 bloodborne. Um, I really, I. I like the horror elements in it, but like the, the gameplay seemed not to fit as well with the horror elements. Because it was so fast paced and aggressive that it felt it felt more like an action adventure game, even though it had more horror elements than Dark Souls One, the Dark Souls series.
0: Which yeah, I thought was a
1: bit odd.
0: I've always I've always thought that as well. Like it's it's weird because it's a horror game, but I think most people would identify like a horror game as, you know, kind of slowly creeping terror or you know jump scares or right um,
1: like Silent Silent Hill,
0: like Silent Hill, yeah, or like depowering the player so that you don't have a lot of agency, like you can't you don't you don't have anything to fight right. with, um,
1: yeah, and even though it's it's still very difficult, it doesn't feel as difficult because you're such a strong character, if that makes any sense. Total, yeah absolutely like silent like silent hill 2 was much much easier than bloodborne like but it was terrifying (laughs) (laughs) like even though the the enemies were nothing you can like cut through like paper but they were like horrifying and it was just i think it's proof that difficulty doesn't make the experience like it can definitely change the experience but it doesn't
0: it's not the main
1: aspect of the game right
0: what uh what was your favorite weapon in Bloodborne?
1: Um the Chicago. No wait, no, the um garman's weapon. The burial blade.
0: Yeah, the burial blade. The uh I, the I problem wonder-
1: was look I had to beat the game in order to get it and to go through <laughs> NG plus two to use it.
0: <laughs> I really wish, uh, and I've said this a lot, so I'm I'm sorry, listeners. Like I'm, I'm this is something that I do a lot, but uh, I, I just really wish, like, if you beat the game, if you if you beat Bloodborne the first time and you start a new playthrough, that you could just choose any weapon that you found in a previous playthrough. Like that would make it so much more interesting to do fun builds yes. and, and stuff, as yeah. opposed to like, hey, I want to do a Rikuyo build, so I'm going to play, you know, sixty percent of the game and most of the DLC to get it, and then I guess I'm done. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's yeah. It's yeah, especially because you cannot get it until NG plus two. So it's just, and then you have to play through NG, NG plus two in order to enjoy it.
0: Yeah. And then but, you know, yeah. limited upgrade materials and all of that stuff. Like, kind of, like I wish they would almost get away from the role playing aspect of of some of these games and just like, here's a weapon. <laughs> like, you don't you don't have to worry about right. any of it. Like, you know, there, there's other stuff you can do besides like finding super rare rocks or uh, chunks or or what have you. So.
1: Oh yeah, especially in Demon Souls. Oh my god, I recently yeah. played <laughs> Demon Souls like for the first time, and like I had heard about the crystal lizards and how bad they were, but. Oh my nothing, God, I could nothing not. prepares you <laughs> no they're terrible
0: <laughs> they're really really bad actively run away from you disappear from the game entirely if you don't get them and then like we'll just suicide off these giant cliffs and uh, trying to lead right. you to die like it's it, they're just bad
1: yeah and i try to play these games as blind as possible but with yeah demon souls like i had to look up how to get these because they they kept escaping and then i'm like i'm if they keep doing this, like I'm not going to have enough ice materials to get my weapons. So yeah, I look up help on how to get these, uh, crystal lizards.
0: How did, um, how did you find demon souls playing it like, kind of after all of the other games? Because like, as a horror I, fan, like I feel like besides bloodborne demon souls has like right? the most horrific atmosphere out of all of the games.
1: Oh yeah, I did. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Like would definitely play again. Um, yeah, it it did have a lot of horror elements, especially Tower Volatry. I really liked. Mm-hmm. I still think Bulletarian Palace is probably my favorite, though. Just like with the level design, um, it was yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was I love like the labyrinth labyrinthine designs where I can really go explore around and kind of have fun with it.
0: Wow, oh, that but maze in yeah. uh two two must have really clicked with you then, because <laughs> that's definitely. That's the uh that's stonefang tunnel, like where you can either drop yes, down the yes. thing or you could just explore these mines forever and ever and ever, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, the maze two two I think I had a lot of trouble with because I went in there like immediate- I didn't understand the the world the way you were supposed to go in it, so I went there immediately after two one <laughs> and it was ended up being really difficult because I didn't have a leveled up weapon for that area, and flame lurker just kicked my ass
0: he's such an aggressive <laughs> boss like even today like i have problems with flame lurker because it's just he's so in your face constantly
1: right and it's like i don't care for the bosses that do damage just for you being near them yeah and yeah flame lurker did that
0: dark souls 2 had a bunch of those too so i'm guessing that's why you don't like dark souls 2
1: i honestly don't remember <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. Well, the theme of that game is forgetting. So <laughs>
0: That's true. Yeah, it's going to it's going to work really well. Yep. What uh like what what inspired you to play Demon Souls finally? Like was it just the the, the last one on the list?
1: It was um I hadn't played like I hadn't played it yet and yeah, they came they came out with an announcement that the servers were going offline. And I really wanted to play it online. And I w- I wasn't able to. I got to about a tower night online, and then the the game just quit on me. Like I was running down the the bridge to the tower night with the you know the dragon shoots fire, mm-hmm. and the game didn't load fast enough, and I fell through a hole in the floor and just oh, kept falling through gray space for like a solid minute until he died. <laughs> <laughs> That's such and a then shame. Like, what? yeah and then yeah i finally just had to play it i tried again playing it online a couple times especially with like the old monk fight and it's now the game just gave up on me so yeah
0: yeah i know he has been having some some serious some serious issues playing it yeah yeah
1: i I saw he was he was doing his own playthrough and i haven't been able to watch it yet because i again like i want to play through it as blind as i've already been spoiled a lot on demon souls but i still want to play through it you know, experience all these areas for the first time without having seen them. Um, So yeah, hopefully I'll be able to watch that soon.
0: It's too bad. You didn't get into it sooner because the PVP and demon souls was bad in like the best way possible. Like it was just nothing but griefing and, and making people, making people's lives miserable. So.
1: Oh yeah. I love that. See, I love that about (laughs) PVP. And I think I'm one of the very few people who does, does not like the honor system in PVP. Like oh, the oh honor no, code. no. I
0: was, I, yeah, I was the biggest asshole in Dark Souls 1. Like, I, I, there was no, like, to me, like, if I invaded you and you bowed, like, I was just going to hit you during the animation. Like, I'm, oh, yes. I'm, I'm that <laughs> dude. Yeah, like, I am a giant asshole in Dark Souls 1. Oh,
1: that's awesome <laughs> that there's more people like me. It's just not honorable. I, I actually get aggravated when people invade me and then bow. Yeah, because I think it's just hypocritical.
0: It'd be like if somebody broke into your house and then said hello, (laughs) like, "Hey, how you doing? (laughs) I'm here to take your TV." (laughs) Like, no, you came into my world. I'm about to kill you. (laughs) What are you talking about?
1: There's like, there's a system set up for duels. Like, there's the Red Sun Soapstone. There's a whole arena you can go to the Ponta Sullivan's area. There's so many opportunities to duel. Like, but I don't want to duel with people when they invade me. 'Cause I'm I'm doing my own thing and you come in and you wanna have a duel, like, no, go somewhere else and duel.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I, I just and, don't understand. <laughs> um I ran a hate mail blog for Dark Souls One for a long time. And uh right? and it was just it was astounding to me that people would get mad at you for healing when like you invade when they invaded you. I'm like, homie, you like you 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 broke into my house. <laughs> like I'm gonna yeah. I'm going to use every like, opportunity. Yeah, I'm gonna like I'm I'm not going to be polite about you breaking into my house but it would like people would get so salty about it and like call you bad names and stuff it was it was really miserable
1: yeah and the thing is i actually i love being invaded like not having people coming in duel but actually someone coming in and like invading me as soon as that sign pops up like oh my god There's somebody here it's going to be so much fun and like you start thinking it's like okay what should i set up an ambush okay and then you start thinking like okay i'm this far in the area i've killed these many enemies so they can probably conclude that i'm that I'm in this area right and it's like this cat and mouse chasing game that's so much fun and then you know he just kind of runs around a corner and starts waving and bows I'm like son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> it's like no I want to hunt you down
0: I used to have a lot of fun I would hang out in the catacombs and just spam the dried finger right and uh just try to try to have people walk across that bridge and then turn it at the last minute basically role-playing patches at that point um just yeah. make, and just drop them off and kill them because it was just hilarious like it's just hilarious to to troll people that way with like the environment and the the weird stuff that you can do in, in dark souls like I, just, yeah. I love it so much <laughs> i went back to dark souls one relatively recently um because it felt like for a while like everybody on my twitter right before the remaster was announced was was playing dark souls one so i, I went back to it and you know Killed the four kings first. Got my red orbs. And like went to Anorlando And started spamming. And like was getting invasions. And this is the Xbox version of Dark right. Souls 1. And mm-hmm. like s- still to this day. Like people just don't have any. Like they. It's like they're terrified of a red invader. Like I just. It was so much fun. Like th- being able to just like terrify people in that game. Is something that I'll, I'll never forget. And I just cherish it. Like I It's just so much. It felt like coming home almost.
1: Right. Yeah. It is so much fun. Just like. With invasions, like there's so much stuff you can do. I think my my most fun invasions have been, like, just weird scenes. Like I was summoned as a, a as a blue phantom into someone else's world, and they they just had this little scene set up with a bunch of phantoms for people to come in and, and watch and to participate in, and it was just so cool. It was just all these random things you can do. Um, but yeah, they had like guys with, uh, pickaxes like working and then they had another guy with a whip who was like whipping them.
0: (laughs) You've seen that video, right? (laughs) Which video? I think it's a Pruitt video, like where he put, um... Like that. That was a whole. Like was a, that was a big YouTuber that was doing that. I don't know if they were copying the YouTuber or if it was the actual YouTuber. Uh, but I think it was that that guy. That I, don't, I it. should
1: look at because I didn't. Maybe yeah. Maybe it was. Um, I'll see if I, I didn't can uh, look
0: at the name. I'll see if I can find it for you and send it to you after the podcast because I, um I'm trying to remember the song that they had. I, th- I want to say it was "You Can Whip It" by Devo, but it could have been something else. Or like working on the wa- railroad or something. But it was a whole like
1: yeah. Like,
0: like it was part of that like funny Dark Souls one videos that everyone was making back then, like in 2011, 2012. It was really great.
1: Yeah. Oh this this was in Dark Souls Three, so yeah, I don't know if it was oh, okay, like cool. a copycatter. Yeah. But yeah. <clears throat> what I've always wanted to do is get go to the uh the forest in Dark Souls three, um, and get like have a host with like the Deacons gear. And a couple of phantoms are like all in the white painting guardian and like have the deacon like baptize them <laughs> and see how many invaders we can convince to lay down their weapons and be baptized and saved. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's awesome. And then immediately killed <laughs> as soon as they oh, get yeah, baptized. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, heaven. no, we'll <laughs>
1: baptize them and then like give them uh, like a, an item or something.
0: That's really funny. And just send
1: them home. Yeah. <laughs> Um yeah I haven't been able to, I can't get anyone in in like my friend's circle or my family to like play this game with me, so it's been kind of a bummer. I think that's the reason I got into the dark souls community- or baby steps getting into the dark souls community because i, I don't have anyone to play this game with me
0: well i I can guarantee you that uh like usually when i release these episodes like i'll link somebody's twitter and like a, it's just a it's just a bunch of people like oh you like dark souls too you're not, you're my best friend now <laughs> so
1: <laughs> i don't think i'll get many of those
0: <laughs> <laughs> you'll uh, i'm sure you can find someone and and out of all the listeners or the former guests that can they can play some games with you i promise so oh yeah that'd be awesome what do you uh what do you want to see from from software next like we're we're in kind of a weird point where uh they've they've obviously have did that shadows die twice thing which is a giant question mark we've got the remaster coming but like what is your kind of pie in the sky if you if you could have anything kind of game from from software right now
1: i would like to see a finished game <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's
0: that's 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 very specific and also not specific at all. I love it.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> like I want to see them do something because like the problem I have Dark Souls one, Dark Souls three, probably Dark Souls two, like there's so many questions left unanswered and the story, the back the backstory, the lore seems to be kind of all over the place, and it it's fun but it's also kind of unsatisfying. Just, like, the way they don't really tie everything together. Um, also, a lot of the game, it feels like just chunks have been ripped out because they didn't have time to finish it. And yet, what I would like to see is, like, a smaller-scale game because these the Dark Souls games and even Bloodborne have been just, like, huge with multiple players involved and, like, so many characters and on, like, a whole apocalyptic scale. And I would like to see... Some like a smaller story where they can focus on one or two characters and get a fully developed, deep story um, that's fits together and makes sense. Because I, I definitely think they could do something really amazing with that if they have the time to focus on it and they can make a complete game.
0: Yeah, I'd like to see something like that too. Uh, as much as I enjoy these like huge, sprawling games, it's and it's kind of fascinating that they've built. What, five of them now since two thousand nine? Plus like all the yeah. DLCs and everything else that they've done for it. Uh I I wouldn't mind seeing like smaller and more frequent games with like crazier ideas for them. Like I d I don't need the forty or fifty hour experience all the time. I love it. Like don't get me wrong, I like it. But right. it's it it can be I would like to see that company experiment a lot more, I think.
1: Yeah, I would definitely especially have you watched that uh the Matthew Matosis video with the demon souls?
0: The six hour one, yeah. And mm-hmm.
1: No, no, the, the more races, like 20 or 30 minutes. Uh, oh,
0: no. But he says
1: with Demon's Souls, like they, they were experimenting a lot more with Demon's Souls because it was their first game. And, and it was something with the development. They said it was pretty much broken, so they didn't have as much stress to get it out. And, yeah, they had a lot of experimental boss designs, and a lot of them were gimmick bosses. And it, some of them worked, some of them didn't. I think they've gotten more away from that, and it's much more action-oriented. I would like them to go back to these gimmick bosses, which I know a lot of people don't like the gimmick bosses, but I think they can be done really well. Um, if you play Metal Gear Solid 3? I have not, no. Um, well, there's a boss fight called The End, and it's like one of the... It's like ranked as one of the best boss fights. But it's like amazing. It's like, it's not really a gimmick boss fight, but it's so... It requires you to... Th- think like it's a sniper battle between and you have to like hunt him down you can use all these resources you have to hunt him down and it's so much fun um i wish they would do something more creative like that instead of all these boss fights just being straight up fights you know where you have to it's just like it's basically just rolling tommy like timing your dodges and hitting and it, it's definitely fun but i wish they also had some more variety with these bosses So it's not just, you know, straight up fights.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like I, when I think of, um, I've been playing a lot of monster hunter world lately, uh, which which a lot of people describe as like just the, 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 the boss fights from dark souls, which I don't, I don't think is accurate or really fair, but, uh, it, it reminds me a lot of like all of the, like some of the more special boss fights that are in in the soul series. Like all of these like monsters have weird behavior and it reminds me a lot of times like, when it's just a when it's just a big dude, I don't normally care that much. Like I like duels. Like I like the Lady Maria. I like the Orphan of Kaz. I like Gurman. I like Artorias. Right. Uh, but you know, like the Dragon Riders or whatever, like does, doesn't really do anything for me. But if you just had weird designs, like that takes me so far. <laughs> like it doesn't even have to be hard. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, I think yeah, I definitely agree that like more memorable bo- bosses, more memorable bosses are a lot more fun even if they're not difficult or that challenging like like Sif wasn't that difficult but it's just the way he was set up and like especially the end when he gets he starts limping around like that's very memorable. Oh yeah. And I think I enjoy like Sif a lot more than a lot of the more difficult boss fights.
0: Well, Twiggy, thank you so much for guesting on the podcast today. I really appreciate you spending a little bit of early time on Saturday morning with me. Um, where can people be finding you on the internet should they choose to do so?
1: They can find me... Um, well, for a while, they won't be able to find me at all. I'm going back to being so I can finish my stupid book. But after that, they can find me on Twitter at Twiggy1197. Or I have a YouTube channel called Delight of the Endless that's that's the name of it right now delight of the endless i only have one video on it um i'm hoping that as fromsoft gets more games out that i'll be able to participate in the community a bit more and put out maybe try and make some videos or do something yeah hell yeah so yeah that's where you can find me at the moment oh i also have a twitch channel twiggy one 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 nine seven but i haven't really done anything on it yet so
0: okay well, I'll have links to all of those in the show notes so that people can go click and subscribe and like, and chat with you on Twitter. Okay. Thank you again for guesting. I really appreciate it.
1: Well, thanks for having me
0: as always. I've been your host, Jeremy Greer. You can find me on Twitter at JG Greer. You can find the podcast at don't give up skeleton.com that has links to all of the various social media service that the podcast lives at. Um, we started Patreon recently. So if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash don't give up skeleton. Um, if not, no big deal. Uh, just listening is fine with me. And uh, remember, don't give up, Skeleton. And we're good. All right, thanks. I, um, can you send me a link to your YouTube channel? I Googled it, but it just comes up with like weird songs about endless light. So <laughs> <laughs> Um,
1: Yeah, sure.
0: Do you want to send it right now? No, no, just whenever you get a minute, you can
1: uh, just DM me. On.